When it comes to retirement planning, you literally can't afford to procrastinate. You have to be prepared for any possible financial challenge. Let's make sure that you're ready for retirement. It's time for the Retire Ready Podcast with Kyle Hammersmith, investment advisor, representative, and founder of Mocan Wealth Management. Welcome to another edition of the podcast. It's Retire Ready with Kyle Hammersmith, President and Investment Advisor Representative at Mocan Wealth Management. And we are going to talk about retirement planning complaints uh, this week. In this episode, we're going to tackle some common complaints and fears that folks express about their financial situations during retirement or leading up to it. And we'll discuss which concerns are you know, maybe well-founded and which ones are more misconception-based and hopefully offer some insight for you on how you can navigate these waters. And of course, if you need help, as always, make sure you reach out to Kyle. Uh, before you take any action, you should always check with a qualified professional like Kyle before you uh, implement anything that you hear from our show or any others. You want to see how it's going to relate and affect your unique situation. And Kyle can certainly help you with that. If you're not already working with him, stop by the website, mocanwealth.com. That's mocanwealth.com. What's going on, buddy? How are you this week? Doing well. Just, uh, it's been hotter than heck here. Um, <laughs> yeah, like hundred, I was like hundred there for a couple of days straight. And yeah, so it's it's toasty. That's for sure. It's summertime, but uh, we're winding down. We're into late August here for this episode. So uh, hopefully, uh, some coolness around the corner. Football's around the corner. Lots of good stuff. Uh, fall time for those who enjoy. So. Uh, that should be good stuff to do. And you know what? We're talking about complaints, right? The weather is one that everybody's always got one, right? When it's winter, we can't wait for it to end. And we start complaining about looking for, you know, wanting the, the, the summer days. And then when summer gets here, we start complaining it's hot, right? It's a never-ending cycle. Yep, sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. So let's talk about some financial signs of this stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, these are some things that we've gotten emails on or we hear, you know, in the industry in general around the industry, things like that. So one of them is the, well, my advisor just, you know, it takes too much risk. I'm, I don't like the fact that my advisor's taking too much risk. Is this a f- well-founded kind of complaint, Kyle, or is this really on just as much on the, the client as it is the advisor? Uh, it just depends on, <laughs> I think it comes down to just expectations. Like what's risk mean to you? I mean, is it your principle, like your portfolio value is going backwards because the market's going backwards? Because that's just investment risk. There's all types of different risks. There's longevity risk. Like, hey, you might need this much risk to keep up with your expected longevity. Like you need this much return. Well, are they taking that risk? You know, are they are they too heavily weighted in the market, and it makes you yeah. uncomfortable? And if so, why haven't you addressed that with them? Right? I guess that would be my question. Like, are they just taking it because they want to take it, or is it because that's the indication that you gave them? I mean, really, the industry is going to tackle it tackle it based upon if you want less risk, you're going to have more fixed income, which are going to be CDs or bonds, or maybe they even sucker you into an annuity. But really, that's that's what's going to happen, right? Um, so you have to be acceptable of understanding like with less risk comes less returns. Right. Um, right. And you can't flip flop back and forth based upon what current markets are doing because that can change at any time. Well, and unfortunately, most of us are in that boat, right? Because we all love the risk when everything is going up like it did for basically about 10 years. Right. Uh, yep. But we're not happy with it when it's when it's going down. And so that kind of skews your vision a little bit. You find out when I'm saying, oh, I, I, you know, I'm not a, I'm not happy with this level of risk. Well, did you talk about you know, chain rebalancing as the, when the markets got choppy or did you just let it ride? Yeah. I mean, personally in our practice, we don't, I would, I don't, I would never work with like a short-term minded investor. Like they overreact to quick up and downs in the markets and they don't understand the long-term impact. Okay. 
but just like risk and return themselves is really an educational piece. Like, are you looking at the average rate of returns or what are we looking at? So this is how we do it. We always basically say you have to do all the planning up front before you make any of the investment decisions, right? So get all the plans in place, income, social security, tax planning, order of withdrawals, and then you invest your money last. And then the goal is here's the minimum rate of return you need long-term to maintain your goal to maintain your plan, like your goals, everything's built. Here's the minimum return you need, mm-hmm. right? Right. If you want a higher return than that, here's the additional risk you're going to take on short term. If you do not want that much risk, you, basically anything below that, your plan is guaranteed to fail. Yeah. Okay. So that's, you. people just don't understand because they don't have a plan. They don't understand what their money needs to do and how much risk they can actually afford. Like, hey, if your portfolio dropped 20% in a month, like I'm not going to say don't sweat it, but it's not going to impact your plan as long as you stay invested. Right. Yeah. And well, and so, yeah, we it, the short term minded process certainly can get you into trouble there. You've got to have a, a longer term strategy and you've got to be able to handle some of those ebbs and flows and ups and downs. And that's having that proper plan in place. So, or there's investors out there like, well, hey, the SP's up 20% this year and I'm only up nine. Like what's going on here? Yeah, because you're not you're not taking as much the maximum amount of Be- risk to get that. Because in, maybe in 2022 the S and P was down 20 yeah. percent and they were only down 10 percent. Yeah, right, exactly. Right, we can't we can't forget about the S and P is recovering from a 20 percent. The Nasdaq was recovering down. It takes more to get back to where they were at. Yep, good point. And the S and P historically has had 40 and 50 percent drops, right? Do you want in the future, are you okay with having those 40 per 30, 40, 50 percent drops when they do happen? Everyone's gonna say no. no. Yeah. <laughs> then you then you can then you cannot expect to get the S P and NASDAQ types of returns if you do not want the risk that's associated with it. Okay. All right. That's the first one. How about the complaint, the common complaint of my fees are too high? And, and obviously that's the easy low-hanging fruit that and there's a lot of things out there that do have high fees, but maybe you should be asking yourself, am I getting, you know, value? Am I getting, you know, good service for the for the fees that I'm paying? Right? That's a good way of thinking about it. Correct. I mean, at the end of the day, if we're going to start nitpicking on fees, which a lot of people do, I go just do it yourself because that's the cheapest way to do it. Um, the cheapest way to invest your money is to do it yourself and go buy index funds or individual stocks and hope Hope long-term your emotional investing and your strategies work out to where versus you paying an advisor half a percent, one percent, or up to two percent, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, fees are important, but cheaper doesn't mean better, and more expensive doesn't mean better. What's the value that's provided and rendered for that advice? So a lot of this stuff is hidden, that's baked into the cake. But again, fees are important, but I, I don't think it should be the ultimate factor. And making any type of decision. Now, I mean, if you're so. if you're paying high fees and getting you know terrible service, then sure, that's certainly an indicator that you're you know in the, probably in the wrong spot, right? And that would be a valid complaint. But just having high fees or feeling like they're high fees, reevaluate that a little bit and make sure that you're you know are you getting good service for that? And you may not be if you're already feeling like the fees are too high. But again, it's it's worth going through that process and taking a look uh, to see where fees can be you know, if they can be mitigated. And a lot of times we, we don't realize it because often it's like, well, my guy or gal charges me 1% and then they wonder why, you know, they're not, you know, they're supposed to be getting, let's say 7% off something, but they're not. They wonder why not. And it's like, well, there's cause a lot of hidden fees in there too. So depending on the products you have, 
there can be a lot of high fees in certain different things. So yeah, I would say it's more or less your fees are too high, but it would really just come down to you don't really know what your fees are. Most of the time, right? yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. There's people that think I have low fees, but their fees are actually high because they're just paying a lot of costs, like for their funds or something like that. Yeah. Um, yep. Okay. So, all right. Uh, next common complaint that we hear often is social security is not going to be enough to cover my expenses. Now this, this seems like a legitimate concern, right? I mean, I think ideally in this, in this today's day and age, most people realize that living solely off social security probably isn't going to get it done. It's not a concern. It's a reality. Social right. security won't cover all of your expenses unless you're going to you not know, have, live. well, not have the retirement you wanted. Yeah. You're going to have a pretty low lifestyle or you're pretty frugal then potentially. Yeah. Right. Um, but more than likely, Social Security makes up a good chunk of your income to cover your expenses. But you're probably investment a good third portfolio. of it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a third, it's a half. I mean, just depending on how long you're delaying it and how soon you're taking it and what, how much you need. But, you know, your portfolio is for sure. I mean, you've been saving this money forever. <laughs> To eventually pay you income to pay some, pay for your expenses. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, the next one I had on here was my account didn't grow much last year, but you kind of touched on that when you were talking about the S and P there, right? It might it didn't grow as much last year as I, as I thought it should, you know that kind of thing. So again, is that that comes down to how you're weighted, what kind of level of risk you're taking, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah, I mean, my account didn't grow much last year. Again, this really comes down to expectations of like. What are you expecting your accounts to do? Because there can be short-term periods where it really takes off and then long-term periods where it kind of flattens back out. Like the stocks or equities in the market have always, you know, the stock market S&P has always gone up long-term, right? Right. Um, but there's, you have the lost decade from 2000 to 2010 where it was actually, you know, negative for a 10-year period. So again, what are your expectations? Like, what do you think your accounts are going to do? Like if you're super conservative, but you're wanting growth, like we have to we have to look in the mirror, right? Yeah, and grow much, right? Like you expecting like twelve percent year over year, you know? <laughs> yeah, like hey, like hey, yeah, yeah, we'll do you know between seven and ten percent long term. That doesn't mean year after year we're just compounding at seven percent, right? Like yeah. it's just it's not how it works, and especially if you're taking money out, you know, there's cash flow out you're selling. So again, it kind of comes down to expectations and education. Like hey, I could just go buy an index fund and induce eight percent long term i go your money does your account's not going to go up by eight percent every year if you if you buy the s p 500 i can tell you that yeah right okay that's not how it works yeah all right certainly again a common complaint we hear i kind of agree with this one uh, i think on this one here the next one kyle uh for folks this is certainly a concern like if they're saying i i just don't understand i truly don't understand my financial plan they've gone to an advisor they've gotten a plan and they don't understand it that's an area for concern so either it's not being explained to you correctly or you have a strategy that's not right for you yeah this comes down to my philosophy i call keep it simple stupid as your advisor, I should be able to put everything on one page for you to, I'll take all the complicated stuff and put it in plain English on one page. And here's the stuff you need to understand, yeah, right? Take yeah. your social security here. Here's how much of it's taxable when, when you should do Roth conversions up to what tax bracket. So yeah, I, I, a lot of the stuff out there is really complicated. If advisors are doing financial retirement planning, they go into their little Monte Carlo planning software. They plug it in, they give you like a 30 page report and say, here you go. You got to 90% success rate, right? But that really doesn't mean anything to you. You have to be able to, to kind of keep it simple, stupid. Here's my one-page retirement plan. Here's the things that I need to do. And that way you understand what your plan is. Yeah, be able to connect the dots. And it, and it doesn't mean that someone is not intelligent enough to get it. It just means this is not what we're doing, though, on a regular basis. And many people do want that kind of simple, you know, tell me what I need to do, how I need to do it, and, and let's make sure I understand it. 
Because if you don't understand it, what's the chances that you're not going to be implementing and, and going through the strategy correctly anyway, right? Yeah, I mean, like planning in general is about making adjustments, mm -hmm. but knowing what what those adjustments would look like before they're needed. Yeah, you ever heard of the uh, you ever heard of the rule of eleven? The rule of eleven, I have not. Yeah, the, I think the guy made it up, but I thought it was cute, and it made it kind of worked really well. He's like, yeah, I like the rule of eleven. I said, what's that? And this was an older financial advisor. He said, if you can't explain your financial plan to an eleven year old, it's too complicated for you. <laughs> I thought, well, that's hey, kind of cute for some for, for some individuals that. That's hundred percent true, right? Because it's it's like you need to be able to understand it and then re and then be able to translate that information to someone else, right? Like so, if you're you've got your plan put in place, your advisors talk to you about it, and you understand it, and now you're explaining it, let's say to your to your kids, even for example, even your grown kids, right? If you can't talk about it with uh, some clarity and some understanding, then you clearly don't have a good handle on it. So this might not be the right fit for you. So, all right, one more. Uh, the uh, I only hear from my advisor when they want me to buy or sell something, you know, kind of uh, kind of complaint. And again, this one to me is is pretty simple. Then you have the wrong, you have a broker anyway, so that you have the wrong kind of person for the time of life you're in. Yeah, that's really a, a transactional based relationship where, hey, here's here's the stocks we're buying, or hey, here's the the mutual funds we're going to sell, and we're going to start doing this, like which is great at the end of the day, um, but it doesn't really provide you much value and clarity. It's, it's a transactional relationship and you're only, you're only hearing from them when something's happening. Like, yeah. Cause they're getting know, a commission as well. So, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, updates are great, but most people in 2023 can, if there's actually transactions happening, they can see them on their statements. Yeah. Uh, so really, you know, they're called a financial advisor because they should be giving advice and planning, not a broker. Basically, a broker should be buying and selling something for yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, and I think you know, for many people, it's it's uh, if you're not getting the advice you need, and that might be fine while you're accumulating, right? This this person may have been on our prior podcast a couple of weeks ago. We talked about maybe changing advisors. If you've been working with base a broker type person who's helping you grow that money through that buying and selling process, then that's fantastic. But as you started to age, they're never talking to you about Social Security or tax efficiency or whatever the case is. Well, then that's a sign that maybe it's time to get some advice on some other things and it's no longer the type of person that you need. So, you know, it's all going to be based on your needs, your expectations and where you're at in life. So if you want to check out that prior episode and you haven't done so, go by the website, mocanwealth.com. You can pull up the podcast page there and check out past episodes as well as catch future episodes. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, or Spotify. Type in Retire Ready. There's several of those, but Retire Ready with Kyle Hammerschmidt. Uh, and again, to make it easy, just stop by his website and you can subscribe that way. Just hit the little subscribe button and whatever app you're using. And that way you catch new episodes when they come out. mocanwealth.com. Lots of good tools, tips, and resources there as well at mocanwealth.com. Reach out to Kyle and have a conversation today. But thanks for hanging out and breaking these down a little bit. I appreciate it. Probably talk to you after Labor Day. So hopefully you have a good Labor Day. Yep. Thank you. Yeah, man. We'll see you next time here on Retire Ready with Kyle Hammersman.
Investment advisory services offered by duly registered individuals through Creative One Wealth, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Creative One Wealth, LLC, and Mocan Wealth Management are unaffiliated entities. Licensed insurance professional. We are an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of investment and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. This material has been prepared for informational and educational purposes only. It is not intended to provide and should not be relied upon for accounting, legal, tax, or investment advice. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. Insurance product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company.